Hello, ho, 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 and uh, Merry Potter Humus. Um, this is series two, episode one of Potter Whocast. And of course, what we do here is much like Santa Claus going through a chimney on Christmas, we go through every episode of Doctor Who, Tortured Surgeon, Adventures K9 class in broadcast order with all the goodies as well. Um, you know who I am by this point. Um, <laughs> well, some of you do. Um, but with me this week, first of all, is um, who, who Who are you again? Shalishan, co-host. Oh, yeah, we know who you are. Okay. okay? We know who you are. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, joining us for the first time this week is... Uh, Nathan Reese. Uh, hi. Woo! Uh, <laughs> welcome, Nathan. <laughs> um, so be before we do anything, here. Nathan, glad to have you. Hope you for the first time of many. Uh, before we do anything, just if you tell us both, and of course everyone else, uh, just how you got into the show uh, in general. Oh, oh boy. So, uh, I would have to guess this would be around sometime around 2008, 2009? Uh, I believe, believe the first episode I watched live was, uh, Voyage of the Damned. But I, in the middle of, I think, about 2008 or 2009, I just got really, I decided to get reeling in the Doctor Who, and this was that Wild West period where you could just find everything on YouTube, so I would just find... YouTube channels that had Doctor Who episodes in 10-minute chunks, and that's how I watched a lot of the show. <laughs> so I watched a lot of, like, the first three series. There are a few episodes I missed. I missed Blink my first time around, because it just was Ooh. not on YouTube. <laughs> God bless you, uh, so, so, you know, I, I, I got in on the show, I guess, fairly early in the grand scheme of things. Watched a bunch of classic Who was also on YouTube on a channel that also had an uh, episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> what more could you want? What more could you want? Um, yeah, it was. So you know, I, I obviously I I got in the Doctor Who with David Tennant. Like, obviously Tennant was the Doctor when I started watching live. Tennant was the majority of what I watched when I was going through it and so you know I, I i have a lot to talk about with this so i'm excited to jump right in i've also well, been in the doctor who fandom for about as long so i have a lot of insight into doctor <laughs> who fandom that i'm excited to get to in future appearances uh rory there's is a, a lot to talk uh, about yeah. <laughs> okay um Okay, so a few fun facts before we begin. Um, no prizes for guessing when this premiered. It was uh, Christmas, Christmas Day, Christmas Day, oh. two thousand five. Um, yeah, you, you'll get you'll get a prize, Michelle. I'm sorry. Um, oh. uh, directed by James Hawes, who I famously slandered uh, many time on this show. Um, director of Empty Child, among other things. Uh, written by Russell T Davies. Um, before we do anything else, 
just want to say this is preceded by a short for I think children need called um, Born Again, which is just like a scene of Rose and the Doctor in the TARDIS post-regeneration that leads into the introduction of the episode itself. And then it's followed by a red button exclusive game. So the red button basically was like you press a button on your remote. um, It was a sky thing. uh, And you get like uh, an extra thing. Here it was like a point and click adventure called Attack of the Grask, where you were the, you were the companion, um, and you had to figure out why a small race of aliens called the Grask were kidnapping uh, human beings at Christmas time and replacing them with uh, doppelgangers. Really strange. Uh, you can't play it anymore, but there's a full playthrough on YouTube if you're interested. Um, but before I do anything else, um, one of the first of many changes, like. Like the Doctor, we've regenerated a little bit. Um, first change, uh, five key points are gone. Uh, mm. They were an absolute bollocks to, to put together and run through. Um, so instead, I've gone back a little bit. Um, if, you, if you listen to Father's Day, you'll hear it there. It's called The Gist. So I'm going to give you the gist of what I'm talking about today. So the gist is that Rose has to take on Robot Santa's and an ancient warrior race where the Doctor sleeps until he wakes up and kills their leader before Torchwood kills the rest of them and they go off together in time and space. Uh, so that's that's the gist of this episode. Um, wait, wait. You did it wrong, by the way. Yeah. What, you what, should have what started with, wrong? Well, I woke up today. <laughs> no, that's how you end. <laughs> no, that's no, no, you that's end. how you start because you wake up today. <laughs> Uh, Come on, duh, you wake up at the beginning of the day. We might as well talk about this now. The state of the cover in this episode of Song for Ten is absolutely astounding compared to what you get on the soundtrack. Um, We spoke off mic, Michelle, but Nathan, I want you to know that the person who sings uh, Song for Ten in this episode uh, did incidental music for Entourage, the TV show. Oh hell uh, yes! I found, I found, <laughs> I found that about ten minutes ago, and I'm still upset. I'm still in, in shock. Um, I couldn't figure out if he did the entire series, but he, he he's worked on Entourage as a as a composer apparently. Um, but it's yeah, it's a really bad cover. But the the theme of this episode, um, and we'll get to it next week as well. But this episode, like, how I I I don't know how much it is, but like. I feel this episode, it hasn't really aged poorly at all. No. And, and then next <laughs> well, it week... It has not. Next week is... It's like milk next week. Because next week is, I, I, I think, one of the worst examples of an almost 20-year-old show showing its age. Um Look at the next week, but it's it, there's something about this episode that's like well, one it's I think it's a lot of fun. Like it's a great Christmas episode because it's it's just a, a romp. Well, not really a romp, but it's 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 so kind of fun and energetic and whatever. Uh, the Sycorax I think are very fun villains. Um, it's so funny and like it's like kind of like adventure and you know whatever you want to talk about it elsewhere. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> that makes no sense. It's an adventure. 
you know, it's it's so fun. It's it's so kind of timeless in a sense. Um, I'd love to see what what you two think about it because I I just think this is a great achievement for the show in general. No, I mean, I I, I was watching this episode, and I I should preface right now that I am a very mild Christian. But watching this episode especially, I was just going, this is what Chibnall wants to be doing right now. And no one does it better than Russell T. Davis. I have I have been formulating a take that Russell T. Davis is the best show writer the show's had and probably will have for the foreseeable future. But I, I've been saying that since 2013. Like, we've... <laughs> Even before Chibnall was like... I've definitely been saying it since about 2012. (laughs) Around the same time. uh, I I feel like, if I can jump on what you said, I agree with you, and I think it's because Davies really knows how to mend, like, metal, like, he really knows how to mix the silly and the serious, you know? Because yes. you have moments in this episode that are very silly, and I love them. Like, I'm going oh. to get killed by a Christmas tree is amazing. I, I, I love that. the Christmas tree moment. It is, it is, it is maybe one of the most iconic moments of, of Russell T. Davis Doctor Who for me. Right, just, it's just genius. A, it's genius. a level of camp it, it, present there is just incredible. But then you have all these serious moments, like when everybody walks up to the edge of the the buildings Which and it's played like complete seriousness. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh fuck, like fuck, this is terrifying. If this happened in the real world, this would be terrifying. And he's like the, and I think Moffat does this sometimes, and I think Chimno also does this sometimes. But he's the only one that's done it like consistently, like hit after hit after hit after hit. He would always do that. With Moffat, Moffat and Chibno, you can feel that sometimes they err a little bit towards the silly, or they err a little bit towards the serious. But Davies was like, every episode was like a mix of both. Or maybe this is just nostalgia speaking, and he's not that good. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, th- uh, I, think, I think Davies, instead of um, having the obsession with just getting all his deep lore in, was like the other two have... Of just, uh, you know, really, he really what he wanted to do was move Doctor Who into the modern era with that mix of sci-fi, horror, and camp. And I think he was very effective at it in a way that, because he understood that there was a balance needed that I don't think the other two do. Right. I've I've been watching some more classic Who. Uh, da- uh, David recommends me an episode, and I go watch it. And the ones that. It's like I can draw a direct line b- b- between, like, for example, I just saw the Mind Robbers, and I can draw the like, li- direct line from that to the Davies area. You know, it feels like a natural evolution. Whereas I can't really do that with the Moffat era. If, if the Moffat era and the Chibno era, they both have that thing that, that naturally happens when fans take over, where it just becomes about the show, and it kind of becomes like the self-eating dragon. Sure, yeah. It, I mean, again, I like both those writers, but I think Davies had something just that the, had a secret sauce that the other two just don't have. I mean, think about like what this episode is about. This is like a, an hour long 
episode about <laughs> yeah it's an hour full hour long episode with, about regeneration with basically, with basically no doctor in it yeah absolutely no doctor and it's literally about the act of regeneration and i and it's like just comparing like this is uh, 2006 they're like we got to make a full episode about regeneration because there's a bunch of kids back home who just lost christopher eccleston and they're probably scared and all that we need to assure them Cut to when Matt Smith gets replaced with Peter Capaldi. It's literally, but he's gone. <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> it's a snap of a finger, and he's gone. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, he, he there's a there's a very interesting awareness of no, what I mean, the audience's the, perspective the, the is. Deep Breath is an episode that is very much wrestling with the Doctor unexpectedly regenerating. No, no, I know, I know, but I mean like the actual act of regeneration. Yes, you know? th- that regeneration is hilarious. Yeah. It's like, I remember because I, I watched that on the theater, so I remember that day. <laughs> and everyone's expecting like the drawn out epic music as it generates. And Lydia was just like, he's gone. <laughs> and you could see people going, whoa, whoa, what just happened? <laughs> it's one of, my, it's, it's you, honestly you one of that, the funniest you moments. You have that huge nuclear regeneration that knocks out all the Daleks. And then, you know, you get that. You get that slow reveal on the TARDIS, and it's just Matt Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry D- to talk about this episode, and and to talk about more in detail about the mix of silliness and serious. I think about like the moment where Harriet Jones goes to do the speech, and it's a very serious moment. And then they have that joke where she goes, "Do we do we check the royal family? Oh, they're all on the roof." Okay, <laughs> and I just like. <laughs> Or, <laughs> or when she's trying to negotiate with the Sycorax and she introduces herself and the running joke throughout the episode, yes, we know who you are. Yeah. And then the Sycorax just dropped that. That is just, it's the perfect payoff. It is. It's it is a really great good. payoff in that moment. Uh, we have so much to talk about this episode, but I want to, I want to talk about Harriet Jones. Harriet Jones. Um, I'm gonna go out here and say hashtag Harriet Jones did nothing wrong. Hashtag justice for Harriet Jones. Well, uh, I think the well. ending of this episode is the part that like soured a little bit for me because in his last moments, the doc in his first moments, the doctor uses sexism to take down a woman. <laughs> so it's kind of like, and and the point that Harriet Jones makes is a very solid point, and I'm kind of like. She does have a point. You were literally in sleep <laughs> through most of the story, Doctor, yeah. and by coincidence, you woke up. Like, yeah, but she, she I, also I still don't, th- I still don't think crime. that is, like, cause to basically commit a war crime against the yeah. Sycorax. <laughs> I'm not saying... I'm not saying... I'm not saying that, like, is a war criminal. Let's just I'm not saying that that straight. part is okay. <laughs> what I am saying, however, is that no. what she says after and the thing that makes the Doctor go, I can take down your government with six words she is absolutely right like and i feel like that's kind of why we got tortured the spinoff because she's right like and also like the sycorax have proven to not be loyal people like their leader literally just like he lost and he was like i swear i'll never come back and he was about to attack the doctor again if i'm harriet jones i'm like these guys are gonna come back and sure, I'm not saying I, and I'm saying I would war go. crime though. And, and yeah. I'm not saying I would shoot him down, but, uh, but I would at least be like, Doctor, you literally cannot give me any, <laughs> any like proof that like you were gonna be here next time 
these fuckers come around, you know? Look, all, I, all I'm going to say is, you have your hashtag, I have mine. Mine is hashtag Michelle Lashand is over. No. Uh, hashtag cancel Michelle. Uh, hashtag uh, Michelle is over party. That there, there, there is what I'm saying. I'm just seeing that right now pop up on uh, on my feeds. Um, I do want to say, um, hopefully I haven't dropped out. Uh, if I've you dropped haven't. out, cool. I just want to say, um, no, <sighs> no second chances. The entire oh, yes. thing. This is, is something insane. I want to talk about. <laughs> it's insane. It, it is bonkers that that whole that whole thing well, well yeah from from when he get when from when he throws the satsuma and does the whole like heroic walk off thing and then gives out to harry jones for i will say it is very rich that he that he gives her guff for blowing the ship up when he's already killed someone uh, i also like, think no second chances is interesting contrast with how ten is portrayed for the rest of his run yeah it never comes back until time Lord victorious and like years and years to come even then like in the last moments he's always giving like the master second chances like up until the end of time is just he's maybe the most forgiving doctor time lord victorious (laughs) is uh incredibly short-lived which i'm a little frustrated by still don't know what that is Somebody oh, explained to me, but I still don't know what that is. Yeah, I explained to you. It's the, it's just a, a, an excuse to sell uh, books and a yeah. t-shirt with lore. And some, and some you know, <laughs> more big finish. Yeah, on vinyl this time though, not not in CD. So you know, it's it's fancier. All I know about it is that there's some kind of like fan term for the tenth Doctor going uh, crazy called going full handlebars, which makes me so glad I was not into the internet back when I was watching Doctor Who. Because if I ever said the words going handlebars, I would do things to myself. You know who goes, anyway. who goes full handlebars in this episode? Uh, is a oh. good friend, uh, Daniel Llewellyn. Um, uh, R.I.P. Daniel Llewellyn. <laughs> very put upon, very uh, nervous Daniel Llewellyn. Played by Daniel Evans. R.I.P. Um, Major Blake too. Yeah, and uh, Adam Garcia survives. We all, we of course remember Adam Garcia from his his appearance in the Poirot Cinematic Universe, the PCU, where he's in um, the terminally cursed Death of the Nile, as well as the Kenneth Branagh Murder in New York Express. He's also uh, a judge on short-lived uh, Sky Dance competition show, Got to Dance, formerly known as Just Dance. And as far as I can tell, it got changed because the game came out the exact, the exact same year or thereabouts, and they were going to get sued. So they changed it to, to got to got the dance. But Adam Garcia, um, yeah, I, I, the, the supporting cast. Wait, who is uh, he in Murder on the Orient Express? I'm sorry, who is he? He he's he's as photographer. Oh and then no, he's I can't. You don't. You can't expect me to know who that is. I watched that movie he's twice. Also an episode. Of House. He's an episode of House as well. Um, he's. I think he's the first person to, not well. It wasn't that he was in two Poro uh, mediums, but he was in an episode of Miss Marple right before this, and then he was in uh, uh, Orton Express and Death in the Nile, which will never come out. And if it comes out, God love. 
Um, but like the the like like the minor like the supporting cast here beyond uh, Jackie and Mickey, um, are I think they're all like in that zone where each like it's. I'm going to use a very strange analogy, but it's like a Jonathan Demi movie where everyone that you see as a, a like a minor character, even though in it for like two scenes, you want to see them again. You want to see who they are, what they're right. doing. Like you want you want, you want them to get a big finish yeah. box set. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want Nick Briggs to make Daniel Llewellyn <laughs> the box set happen. I want I want I want to you joke, Daniel but if Nick Briggs was like, <laughs> "Do you want to write Harriet Jones Prime Minister box set?" I'd be like, "Absolutely." <laughs> <laughs> I would write Thanks. the shit out of Harriet Jones Prime Minister box set. First episode, they meet the second doctor. How? No fucking idea. Let's just make it happen. <laughs> Danny Llewellyn as well has to be in there. He's got he's got to have his own little arc where he uh, comes to terms with with uh, basically almost destroying the world. Um, he'll never know because of course he dies. Uh, rest in peace, Danny Llewellyn. Uh, heaven is another angel now. Um, but yeah, it, I think like I I love this episode, but my my one kind of problem with it is that well, actually, no. What I want to talk about first is that the pile of fish. I think talk about iconic. Um, oh, love the, the pile of pile fish. fish. Pile of fish. Bring them back. This like like between this and Runaway Bride, you know that that's not, I want more pile of fish. You know, I'm like a little little trawler on, on the ocean. You know. I want, I want, I want more pile of fish to come into my net so I can, I can enjoy there. They had, a, they had a good thing going with the pilot fish on Christmas. It, yeah, like you could. And just then they threw it away for what? Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue and angels and the, a guy who was almost Dennis Hopper in a box. You know, just just bring back, bring back pilot fish for that. Bring back pilot fish for that. Bring back pilot fish for uh, instead of the Cybermen in in the next Doctor, you have the pilot fish. That's way more interesting. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's of fish are a real thing, right? Yes. They are, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god, because you guys are talking about it. I was <laughs> like, is this like a third Doctor villain that I missed? Is this like is there a big finish box set about pilot fish or something? <laughs> they're, the, they're the robot Santas at the start, um yeah. who come back next next year with different masks and, for some And reason. then they're explained by uh by Mickey, who's just watching like a sort of CGI video of some pilot fish, and then a <laughs> shark just jumping at the screen. <laughs> it's great. <sighs> I mean, no. We what we're gonna have to do is wait until you know the 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 cycle of fan nostalgia for the show comes around to a head writer who was who's really nostalgic <laughs> for the Davies era. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The pile of fish, the reaper. Um, you know what? Shivno, bring Harriet Jones back. <laughs> That'd be cool, right? Her and Daniel Llewellyn as uh, like Mulder and Scully going around solving mysteries that they that they caused. Bro, okay. Let uh, me. I ju- I feel like I didn't make my point really well, but let me just say I I don't think shooting and escaping alien. <laughs> A group is is like a good thing, but like okay, first okay, of all, Donald the Rumsfeld. doctor is not in a position to judge her because the doctor has and will do much worse. Uh, I mean, he killed. He, he literally killed their leader like five minutes before he said, "Yeah." Second, again, let me emphasize, and this is like the point the episode is trying to make. He was asleep for all of it. Like it's Harriet his- Jones <laughs> is like I. 
half one third of the entire human race almost jumped off or at least she fought almost jumped off a cliff or one half was going to be sold to, into slavery but thankfully that tea just happened to drop at the exact moment i'm not gonna <laughs> wait for tea like what if the doctor like what if 12 t- like kicks the edge of his bed and he's like oh fuck i can't do it hard and now they're just <laughs> fucked like she has a point did she go a little bit of a board yes was the doctor kind of fucking overacting a little bit in his reaction absolutely and you know what i'm so right the show agrees with me because that action is the reason why he dies two series later <laughs> like because him doing that opens up the, uh, the 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 space for the master to become prime minister, and then later the master dies, he comes back, and that's how he dies. Ha- Justice for Harriet Jones. Okay, Donald Rumsfeld. Okay, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Unit C uh, looting the Sycorax ship. <laughs> we have found Sycorax ships. And <laughs> trust us, we uh, found them. I I love the Davis era. On, on that note, I love the Davis's era, low-key contempt for Americans. <laughs> just just like every time Americans pop up in the Davis era, it's kind of like, oh, these guys, <laughs> these clowns. It's like the American president wants to take over. It's like, and she's like, fuck off. <laughs> And it's funny because it's the universe where like aliens come over. Who is leading the charge and uh, dealing with the aliens? Fucking Britain, literally, <laughs> really. Britain are the ones doing it. They have a history of fucking things up for everyone. Are we really gonna put them in control? But you know what? I'm okay with that. That's cool. They get yeah, a pass. It's a bit of a coward talks about what you think about it, but yeah, um, unlike unlike some yeah. people, I don't. I have. I do give people second chances. Ah, <laughs> uh, that. That whole scene, I think, where um, while well, we're on it, the whole scene where uh, they realize that he's woken up is very good. It I is. Think. It is well. It's really well planted because the, he starts speaking English, and you go, "Oh shit!" Oh, and then I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I still think you're going to the Hague, Michelle, but that that's fine by me. Um, I uh-huh. think you, you you will see justice for for whatever crimes you're you're supporting right now. But Can we talk it's... about how uh this episode confirms the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy exists. Yes. It, yeah, and is that real is... in the world of Doctor Who. <laughs> oh. I have a note that is just Arthur Dent. I really like that. That's cool to me. But, the idea that but, Arthur Dent yeah. just exists. But that opens the whole thing because Douglas Adams wrote for the show. He show ran the show, um, which means that if it puts the it puts the idea that the show exists in the show, which I know there's there's a uh, an IDW comic where the Eleventh Doctor goes into our world and meets Matt Smith, so it, there's precedent for for that. But like, you're kidding, right? They didn't no, they, do that. They, they, they definitely did that. I think it might be for the 50th they did that. Yeah, that, it, okay, it, it, fine, it, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, whole premise, the whole premise is like the Doctor comes into our world and realizes that Doctor Who was a TV show and uh, meet, meets a fan of of the show or something like that. And, it, it, and then he meets Matt Smith and then he goes back to his own world. Uh, and then they do that again for the ninth Doctor. 
where the ninth doctor is um i think he, they do something like i don't know <laughs> it, it, it it's weird <laughs> it, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing well, to have no, I, see i i don't think this breaks the universe because it just it just confirms that arthur dent is a real human man in this universe just not yeah. it does douglas adams doesn't come in it anywhere. Arthur Dent's just a dude who exists. We don't know how, but he does. Yeah, and also, didn't this universe... Is it a canon that the Cushing movies are in-universe yes. movies? So it's it like, at is. this point, it's, who cares? It's, 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 it's technically canon. It's not... It was, yeah. it was at least meant to be a canon. They were supposed to have the um, posters in the vault in, during the 50th anniversary, and then they just could not get the rights in time, is what happened there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's I, cute. Well, I'm reading. I'm reading it. a little bit of a description of this comic you just mentioned called "The Girl Who Loved Doctor Who," and yeah. it says the Doctor grapples with being a fictional character, and I I hate that kind of story because to me it's like if you if if somebody walked up to me and said, "Michelle, oh my God, in my universe you're a comic book character," I'd be like. Cool. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm not Why is fictional. My life support, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is? Is it like a joke comic book? Do people laugh at me? Like, what's the deal with that? Am I like Seinfeld in that <laughs> Oh. Okay. Um. Yeah. Also, apparently, uh, that was not if, the first yeah. time they did that plot because there's a 1990-something comic where the Eighth Doctor goes to a universe where they discover that there's a TV show based on the Doctor's adventures where he's played by Tom Baker. This <laughs> is a weird story to do with Eight. <laughs> it's such a weird story to do with Eight. <laughs> there's so many stories with the eighth doctor where it's like are you sure you want the eighth doctor to be the one you're doing with this remember like, when they yeah. remade shada with eight <laughs> they've remade shada so many times i'm, I'm half expecting series 13 to have like a shada <laughs> remake just, just throw it just thrown in <laughs> shada <laughs> like there's been what like there's, there's like two there's there's two we, we just I mean, see, we just thought, see yeah. a leak of professor carnot's <laughs> Like people, people were were adamant that the uh, the prison from uh, Revolution of the Dogs was shot at for like a good six months until it wasn't. But like we've had what we've had webcast shadow, we've had the VHS shadow where Tom Baker walks around the museum for half an hour going like Shada, I was in this. No, no. But there's a very specific memory I have of that episode where he goes up to some monster I don't remember, looks at it, goes, beat you, cock. <laughs> Giant robot. Beat you, cock. <laughs> it is the funniest thing. <laughs> but like we, we so, I'm sorry, that is hilarious. <laughs> just the no, just the sight of Tom Baker walking around going Shada <laughs> Shada and just talking shit to empty monster suits 
I feel like Gotta. there's a, <laughs> there's a zero percent chance that he wasn't sober for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like, then there's they've had yeah. There's the novelization. Yeah, there's a novelization by someone who is not very nice. I'm not going to talk about them for as long as we can not talk about them. Uh, Gareth Roberts, who is not very nice. Are you going to say Donald Trump? No, but Gareth Gareth Roberts. (laughs) 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 Mr. President, will you do something about Shada? Professor Kronotis, sad. (laughs) Shada, great... (laughs) Uh, but yeah, there's there's that. There's the webcast. There's I think there's a big finish version. There's like two animated versions that they've done. Um, too much shadow, and they'll do it again because that's that's all they. they every they, generation needs a shadow. Yeah, you know they, what? They, I would actually like to see the Seraphine Doctor do shadow, but halfway through, she walks into a museum. It's like, <laughs> who are you? I don't bring. <laughs> Is, is is the is the curator just Moffat trying to make that <laughs> shot? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I imagine after Baker shot that scene, Moffat was just waiting with a shot of script, and he just looked at him. No, Stephen. No, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> 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 Stephen Moffat gives Chris Chibnall just a shot of script. <laughs> Maybe you'll be the one. <laughs> oh God! If all this becomes real, it'll just be so sad. They they, they just they just bring Lala Ward back from Hong Kong. All <laughs> oh, right, she's 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 in Hong Kong. I remember I saw a video of her recording something for Big Finish, and I'm like, is that Hong Kong? <laughs> Oh god! Right, Christmas invasion. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, if, if there's any, if there's no more, uh, talk about, I do, uh, I do, I do. Yeah. Um, you do okay. Shut up. Shut I love up. the detail that the Big Ben is still being rebuilt, <laughs> but it does make me think like, um, this is like the second time humanity has been faced with uncontestable proof of alien life, but nothing really changes. <laughs> and the, 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 Doctor says at the end, everything's gonna change now. <laughs> and then, and then no, it no, doesn't. nothing really does. <laughs> at the end of this season, there's gonna be a fucking war in the skies with giant salt and pepper shake shakers and walking tin can robots. <laughs> and then season three, Martha is just walking down the street like, oh, I'm just going to my job. Oh, just fucking no aliens exist. <laughs> Nothing's different. I I think like if I had to point out a one thing I don't like about the Davis era, it's their own willingness to commit to that, to that idea that humanity knows what, um, what 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 al- that aliens exist. But but then again, then Moffat comes in and says like the reason why nobody remembers because of the of <laughs> the cracks in time. Which, okay, whatever, Moffat, sure. I mean that that yeah. is a series five thing. That just I, yeah. I, I believe that just happened. I don't think that retcons back into the Davies right. era. It's just 
But, but also, it, it kind of comes across like, I mean, we're, this is probably something we're going to talk about in um, Potter Who Cast 2025 Series 5. But <laughs> I always thought that kind was kind of like, I mean, them not committing to the shift was already bullshit. But then Mafia Kamina being like, the reason why we don't have to commit to the shift is because nobody remembers it because of the cracks in time. It just kind of made me go like... Uh, whatever, man. <laughs> like, just, if you're gonna like come up with a reason not to to ignore this, I would rather you just ignore it altogether, because you're already ignoring it, you know. I, and I mean, what I want do want to say about the Christmas invasion is that it's a it's it's one in uh, you know a grand tradition of Doctor Who generation stories where the Doctor just takes a nice nap for a while. <laughs> it's odd that. So far, oh, yeah. we've had four doctors, but uh, Smith didn't do this. He didn't take a nap after regenerating. Smith, Whitaker didn't uh, really do it either. Yeah, yeah, Davison Whitaker didn't do things. it. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. And I'm wondering if Davison, Tennant yeah. wanted to do a nap episode because that's how Davidson started out, and <laughs> Tennant owes so much of his, you know, fandom to Davidson that he was just like, he he also Russell, his fan. Can yeah. I have me just like napping for like half the episode? <laughs> He owed so much of his fandom and his family, and right. uh, yeah, yeah, to to Davison. Like, yeah, so we have like, um, well, technically Troughton, because Troughton, the regeneration is a doctor lies on the ground and then comes to, uh, Pertwee falls asleep, uh, Davison falls asleep. I think no, Baker doesn't. Baker kind of comes from Pertwee dying, um. Colin Baker probably should have fallen asleep, but doesn't, and goes insane. Uh, uh, you know, McCoy's knocked out. Yeah, McCoy's knocked out. Uh, McCoy is then literally murdered. Um, <laughs> so, so, so like, uh, totally murdered. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> no matter what, no doctor's going to be McCoy being shot to death. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gay. Just, oh, I keep forgetting what, what that every time I remember. And glorious bastards, death. Right. <laughs> every time I remember that, I'm like, oh, right. They literally just shot poor Sylvester McCoy <laughs> to death. <laughs> oh. uh, and wait, and uh, oh, uh, eight crashed. And eight I crashed. guess the war doctor did not take a nap. He had war crimes to do. Uh, <laughs> Like Harriet Jones, I mean, we um, don't it, we don't know that he didn't take a nap because there is going to be a an audio about uh, post regeneration. I've listened, I've listened to the first episode, which first of all, the the John Hurd impression is uncanny. It's yes, it's incredible, terrifying. Does he take a nap though? But he does not take a nap. That's <laughs> the second box set. The second box set's the nap box set. <laughs> uh, well, that's the, that's the ninth doctor so. box set. That's the nice, because we're gonna see him post regeneration. He's like, I gotta go to hello, gonna go take a nap. <laughs> it's just four hours of snoring. <laughs> just like Nicholas, do you really want me to just record four hours of snoring? Yes, Christopher, yes, do it. Meanwhile, I'll do your lines. <laughs> I mean, with the, with every other doctor, I can't wait for fourteen to just take like a four episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh god, guys, I gotta, I gotta, I'm really sleepy. <laughs> it's. I feel like it's connected to, um, whenever there's a companion hanging around, they always take a nap. I'm, I'm not sure if that's true, but 
I'm gonna say that uh, if there's a companion hanging around, they don't want that that awkwardness, so they just want to take a quick nap first. That's <laughs> again, so they have to deal with all the emotions, and then they can come in at the end and be like, "Yes, I'm the doctor." That's it. Uh, <sighs> um, if either if neither of you have anything else to say, I can launch into the game this week. Um, I do have one last thing to say. Um. Sorry, I have a lot of things to say about this episode. Um, Ten's chemistry with Jackie is immediately like much more comedic, comedic than Nine, because if Nine was like, "Oh, Jackie, I'm gonna drop you on the moon and never come back," I would believe he would actually do that. But if Ten says that, I'm like, "Ah, uh, that doctor, he, that doctor, he's a joker." <laughs> but I always thought that, like Nine was five seconds away from just making Jackie disappear. <laughs> <laughs> you crossed me for the last time, Jackie. <laughs> You're gonna go see Shana, Jackie. <laughs> Get in the museum, Jackie. Get in the museum. <laughs> Just the stuff to me. Who are you, Shana? Shana. <laughs> Just Tom Baker terrorizing a stuff to me, adoring. We should make it so that you know how it's like I'm sending you to Brazil. It should be I'm sending you to Shada. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's about to send him to Shada. <laughs> I'm sorry. We send the space racist from Rosa to Shada. <laughs> I'll stop. I stop. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> okay, but I, I do have some thoughts. I, I I was DMing with David about this last night, but but so I I had a bit of an adventure trying to find this episode so I could watch it <laughs> because I I don't own this episode on DVD or digitally already, so I had to try and track it down. And I first I thought I was going to have to um you know illegally download it. And that really didn't pan out in time, so I decided to go on Google Play and look for it, and it just isn't there. I it it, it wasn't under the main series. I would go, I would search for Christmas Invasion, Doctor Who the Specials, and eventually, finally, I found it hidden under. And let me find a title of this, what it's called in the Google Play Store, because it's insane how unintuitive it is to find this if you want to watch the specials. And when I bought this, uh, something that I discovered was that the episode I bought from the collection I bought was a tie-in to the Doctor Who Legacy mobile game. Because in the episode description for the Christmas Invasion after I bought it, it gives me a download code for the 10th Doctor bathrobe costume and the 10th Doctor. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. But so the, the title of the collection on, in the, Google Store, if you want to find this episode or any of the other Christmas episodes to watch, is Doctor Who, 10 Years of Christmas with the Doctor. <laughs> it, it is... <sighs> it's impossible to find. It's so unintuitive. 
It's because they know that Harry Jones commits war crimes and they're afraid that people like Michelle will find it and be like, actually, you know what? She did nothing wrong, so we can we can go celebrate I, this. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm know? looking forward to downloading the <laughs> Runaway it, Bride. You're going finding... to shot that right now. <laughs> I mean, no, Harry Jones is going to shot it for war crimes. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Jones is dead. Come on. Yeah, but she spent that time between, you know, series two and four in Shada. <laughs> well, we don't yeah, the, see her. The scene, yeah, no, the scene in um in Journey's End where she shows up is set in Shada. Um, she, she, yeah, the Daleks just break into Shada. That's why Tom Baker walks in afterwards and was like, oh, well. <laughs> Sarah, you're in Shada too, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, do you think before Tom Baker uh, dies, she's just going to be like... Tom, we need you to record Shada again. <laughs> get in the Shada booth, Tom. Get in there right now. Um, I, you know what? They might. Um, you, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them just doing like 15 I mean, more Shada. There is every possibility they will just do Shada on the main show because they haven't done it. <laughs> do it. Do it. I want them to do it. I want them to do it. I w- I'm going to submit to the big finish. <laughs> I'm going to submit Shada to the Big Finish writing competition. Just call it Shada again. (laughs) Just find find Chris Chibnall on the street and be like, I've got a pitch for you. What is Shada? (laughs) Yes, and what else? Just that, Shada. Just Shada. What if they do it, but it's like the 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 13th Doctor is like, fam, I'm going to show you something amazing. And she turns off Shada. Episode is just them filming a TV play show. <laughs> Yaz is like, Doc, what's going on? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 look, look, look. Here comes Shada. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Shada, man. Oh. So we're done, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can move on to the game if if if, if you want to. John Bishop's just like, what the fuck is Shada? Shada. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Graham and went off to. Graham and Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, we found out about the Shada thing. No, 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 no. You guys think <laughs> I'm, I'm out? I'm done. All right, stop. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. A, a new new game, new game alert. Ra- sound the alarm. Uh, we'll put a, I'll put an alarm in there somewhere. Be cool. Um, <laughs> so there's a new game in town. It's called. Uh... <laughs> okay, so I've I've called this something. I'm getting like a, a vision of the future. I call it something in the future, but I cannot remember what I called it. Um, so uh, in the past, I'm going to say it's called like. Doctor Who fact or fiction, I don't know. But the, the premise is, I'm going to read you out a a pitch or a summary for a Doctor Who episode that wasn't made. Okay, it's never been made before. Or maybe it has. What you have to do is you have to guess whether this unmade Doctor Who episode is something that was really pitched to the, um, the production team or if it's something that I've made up. Okay. 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 So this week, it's an episode called The Slide. That is The Slide, S-L-I-D-E. The Doctor... 
<laughs> okay, come on, go on. The Doctor faces off against a sentient form of mud that takes over the minds of a group of villagers. Is that real or fake? It's got to be real. It's got to be real. It is real. Not only is it real, it was later developed into the recently animated missing serial, Fury from the Deep, which is about oh, seaweed. I thought you were going to say the witch finders. <laughs> and, but not only that, Fury from the Deep, of course, is famously the only second Doctor, uh, second doctor story that doesn't begin with the word the. Every other title in his era is the something. Fury from the Deep is the only one, but they're coming called The Slide, and we were robbed of that. We could also talk about the, another unmade story called, uh, it's called like Shada or something. We could talk yeah. about that as well. Um, I knew you were going to yeah, do but that. I, 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 yeah, but I, I, there's no point. I'll, I'll cut all the Shada stuff out anyway. No! not. <laughs> no, you better not. Shada stuff is um, gold. <laughs> uh, Shada. If you cut um, the Shada stuff out, this will be a half hour long episode. <laughs> if that. Uh, hello, Mudda. Hello, Shada. Here I am in Camp Granada. Shada um, is what I do in the bathroom. I take a shot. <laughs> Let's go to the bar and take a shot of whiskey. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God. Uh, uh, well, you've cursed me with the knowledge of this goddamn name. <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of Shada, um, well, actually, not speaking of Shada. Speaking of anything but Shada, um, Nathan, is there anything you want to plug at all? Uh, no, not at this time. Uh, don't really have anything going going on every time i say i'm gonna do anything when i'm on a podcast and always stuff not happening so next time I'm on, I'm on i will hopefully have something to plug um otherwise you could plug bomb, follow me on twitter at could plug shada it's pretty good uh follow me on twitter at at nathan for me with three e's um and follow my heathcliff shit posting account uh heath cinema dude where heath i put Cliff has been a constant joy you put helmets, don't you, on 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 scenes from from movies? And... Shada. Yeah, please do a please just do a shadow one out of nowhere, just 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 to see what would happen. What would happen? Put it on the animated so shot. Th- does does that mean that um <laughs> does that mean that um you, we're gonna see Heathcliff ship posting with Shada soon? Hopefully, can we? Can we? Can you have the uh, like first image? Tom Baker in the museum. He <laughs> second image. He looks to the monster. Third image. It's Heathcliff. Fourth image. I beat you <laughs> with a helmet. With a helmet on that says Shadow on top of it as well. Just, 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 just to 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 uh, hammer home the point of Shadow and Heathcliff. Heathcliff, a constant joy in lockdown. I've I've grown to love. Heathcliff, as if he was my own son. He Heathcliff needs to become Doctor Who canon. <laughs> do 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 a Heathcliff audio with like <laughs> Rose the Cat. Heathcliff bo- box set. Heathcliff box set. Let's go with Lady Christina D'Souza and the garbage ape. We all we all know the garbage ape. Um, oh yeah, garbage uh, ape Heathcliff is the robot. big bad in series thirteen. 
Yeah, and the robots as well that Heathcliff has uh, around him all the times. Um, them too. But uh, if people want to find out about, like, Michelle, I'm going to ask you a question here, okay? I want you to ask mm-hmm. me truthfully, okay? Mm-hmm. If people want to find out about more about uh, uh, war crimes, Shada, and uh, Heathcliff, is there, like, a Say like one of those things. Is there like a, a, a podcast going through like a TV show that talks about maybe one of those things uh, anywhere? It's funny because you know? Full Metal Alchemist does actually have war crimes, so <laughs> and a shout out like location. So uh, yeah, I host a podcast called Full Metal Analysts. We talk about the pod about the show Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and you can find that as well as many other shows on FriendlyMush.com. You can find podcasts about the X Files. Uh, the MTV Movie Awards, and a certain friend of ours just released a new podcast, David? Yeah, um, it's an on and off thing uh, where I play through my backlog of DS, 3DS, and Wii games and lose my mind. Uh, There's an episode up on Red Steel, the first level of Red Steel, where my friend Mike, who is a very, very, very nice person. Um, But yeah, that's, that's the show. Uh, Oh, I also just want to say, uh, I'm not sure if this is actually going to happen, but I may have a new podcast coming out, maybe, uh, called After I Met Your Mother, covering the post-show works of the cast and crew of the CBS sitcom How I Met Your Mother, because I'm fascinated by the fact that uh, these people created the most popular sitcom of the 21st century, and then I want to find out what they did after with all that cachet. uh, It might even say, did they cash that? proverbial check with no money amount in it um what else i was gonna say something else and then went out of my head oh yes there's also a wii game doctor who wii game that i will do on that show i promise you that uh i've already played the doctor who three uh doctor who ds game which is a pre- professor dayton uh reskin and it's pretty good uh it's only like an hour long and then you're done but you know Oh, 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 this is for real, the last thing. Um, this is coming out July 15th, right? July 19th? Uh, this is coming July 19th, yes. All right. So at the end of the month, I will be participating in a charity stream uh, benefiting a very important cause. We're going to be playing some games. We're going to be doing some improv comedy. So if you're interested, please check us out. We're at twitch.tv slash Shada. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, I'm done. <laughs> Um, but there actually is a, a there is a, a stream you're doing. But we we we'll, we I'll, I'll I'll do something for that. I'll, I'll, I'll I can I can figure something out. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you both, thank you everyone. Thank um, you for next, having me. I hope to come back yeah. soon. You will definitely be back soon. Um, one hundred percent with a bullet. Uh, much like Shada, you're you're never you're never truly leaving us. Um, you'll always be there. Uh, in some shape or form. Um, uh, next time. Oh, the brain meat expired. Thank you, and much like Shada, lock the gates.
Hello. Anybody there? Why? It's a museum. I've always felt at home in museums. <laughs> Giant robot. Beat you, cock. Cybermen. Beat you. Daleks. Beat you, Davros. Davros. I beat him as well. I was irresistible in those days. Irresistible. Yeti. <laughs> Gundan robot. Void, Sea Devil, Ice Warrior, Krog, Krog, Shadash, the untransmitted story. Why wasn't it transmitted? No. Of course, we didn't finish it. Starring Dennis Carey and Christopher Neem, written by Douglas Adams. I thought it was a very good script. And there was an invisible spaceship. Douglas said anyone can design a visible spaceship, but to design an invisible spaceship, that needs imagination. I think he said that, or did he say? I think he said genius, yes, he said genius. Poor old Douglas. I wonder what became of him. <laughs> That's right, Cambridge. About 1979. Punting on the cam. There was a quiet on the corner as I...